the Yankees, uh, bit of a tough trip. You're playing the A's and the Cardinals, two last place teams, and you come back with a three and three record. And by the way, that includes a perfect game. So that's tough to do. Uh, but they're coming back and a big series about to face the Baltimore Orioles to talk about the Yankees. We bring in Brendan Cuddy from the athletic, uh, covers, uh, the Yankees. Hey, Hey BK, how are you? I'm well, Lori. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks. Um, so I don't think this will surprise you, but one of the very friendly questions that I got, um, asked earlier uh, on Twitter to ask you about was how can the Yankees generate a more consistent offense? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I take your vitamins and say your prayer. (laughs) I think they were Uh, hoping for something else besides that. Um, I think Hulk Hogan Hogan gave us this advice in the eighties. We should be following it now. Well, so some of those very same friendly people then also want to um, are are trying to understand um, what Yankees hitting coach Dylan Lawson is doing. Uh, they don't understand when it's Austin Wells and a, a, you know a chicken parm hero seem to be correcting Anthony Volpe. Um, so in seriousness, does it make the Yankees look bad when it takes Wells to uh, find? you know, a mechanic, uh, you know, a mechanical issue for Volpe. I think that story is being a little overstated. Yes, that happened. Is the overstatement no. about the chicken parm or, or, or no about Wells and the correction? Well, the chicken parm came with spaghetti. There was okay. no, it wasn't, it wasn't a sandwich. Oh, uh, all right. It, sorry. No, yeah. No, that changes things. It does. It does. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but, uh, <laughs> the, the story is a little bit, inflated in that the Yankees and Volpe had been working for, you know, a couple weeks before that. And uh, if you read Chris Kirshner's story, my coworker, uh, the Yankees basically sat down Anthony and said, look, this is what you were doing in early April and the end of spring training. And this is what you're doing now. Let's, let's get you back to what you were doing then. Um, and it had been a slow process. The, these things don't happen overnight. And yeah, the Wells suggestion uh, was a big deal, right? Um, it, it, it helped. Uh, closing the stance off helped. But it's kind of, uh, it wasn't the only issue with, with Volpe's uh, swing, with his setup, with all that was going on. And it's, it's a neat and tidy and fun story, right? You know, Two bros being bros, having chicken parm at uh, at uh, Anthony Volpe's parents' house, where you know Austin Wells uh, lived during the season, from what I understand. Um, and you know, coming up with this magic formula, when in reality, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. The one thing, in seriousness, though, that I that I did wonder about is that sometimes something like the closed stance or making a change. Um, can almost have, I'm not minimizing that as a, you know, true mechanical change in somebody's um, swing, but that also there sometimes can be almost a placebo effect that if you make some change, have a little bit of success, now it gives you belief in something and suddenly the confidence is back and we're seeing a player that looked more like over the last 
you know, 10, 12 games, suddenly someone who looked a lot more like the player we saw in spring training. Any validity there? No, yeah, 100%. And actually, I would would agree with you there. And I'd even go a step further to say, how often do, like, you know, your parents ask you something, and you tell them the correct, you tell them the correct answer, but they still ask the person next to you in the in the frozen food aisle to, to make sure that you're correct, and and then they believe that random stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a confirmation bias, mm-hmm. if I'm using that correct. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just need to hear it from someone else. So it could have been a situation where, yeah, the Yankees have been working on something similar with Anthony, but Volpe, but Wells looks at Volpe and says, "Hey, close your stance." idiot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, th- those, those things happen too. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not for lack of effort with uh, Dylan Lawson or Casey Dykes or Brad Wilkerson. Uh, again, the Yankees fans need to remember um, the Yankees dumped Marcus Timms, PJ Pilateri mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago because they believe in uh, Dylan Lawson's system, which did produce a lot of results with Yankees minor leaguers having some breakout offensive seasons over the last couple of years. So when those things that Boston was teaching in the minors weren't being reflected in the majors, you know, uh, a change came. And the Yankees believe in that philosophy. And, yeah, they're not going to can Dylan Lawson midseason because the the veterans, the main guys, mm-hmm. who, by the way, all have their own guys that they that they mostly deal with. I'm not saying that Lawson doesn't have a big say, but you know, when when you're when you're a a, a veteran and when you're as established as some of these guys are who have been underperforming, um, the hitting coach isn't the only uh, you know only guiding force there, the only recommendation that they're seeking. Um, so, you know, when those guys all start to go to kind of go to hell at once, you know, it's hard to look at just one guy. So that's, that's what I would tell Yankee fans, uh, when it comes to, you know, things that are happening with the offense and, and, you know, just how much ire should be directed at Dylan Lawson. The, the Yankees, since Aaron Judge got hurt, uh, hurt the toe on June 3rd, I'm looking here on fan graphs, and Yankees have the fourth worst offense in terms of scoring runs since that time. And so I guess the, the real key question, and I, you know, of course expect, BK, that you um, are the, uh, you know, that you look in your crystal ball and you are all-knowing, um, is what's the update on Judge and at what Point, what's he up to now in terms of baseball activities? And at what point reasonably, if at all, ever um, can a Yankee fan expect to have Aaron Judge back in the lineup? Well, Lori, you know, I thought you were going to ask me for tomorrow's lottery numbers. But since then... <laughs> well, text me those, because I, I actually could use a little a little coin. So text me the lottery numbers. But let's stick to the judge, uh, the judge question first. Okay, well, uh, right now I can tell you he's long tossing. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, putting some some weight on that foot. You know, you saw during the Yankees' uh, perfect game celebration the other night, uh, the whole team sprints out of the dugout. Aaron Judge doesn't. 
Um, I'm not going to say he looked ginger on his foot, but he was being careful. So he's not at the point where he can bound out of the dugout and, uh, and you know, really risk it. I would say that you're not looking at a pre-All-Star break return, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I go as far as to, to venture to guess that that's, I don't, I don't have um, uh, the crystal ball on this or the insight on this, but I, I would say that you're probably not seeing him to early August mm-hmm. um, at this point, just because he's, he's taken so much time off. Yep. And a lot of times the rules with the rehab uh, for really anybody is the amount of time off equals the amount of time getting back to playing shape. So if it takes you, if you're off your feet for three weeks, you might need another three weeks to get back on your feet. So, so that's that. My guess is we don't see him until early August, the earliest. So, with that in mind, the well, let's so let's look at um, on on the plus side the pitching. Obviously, the bullpen has been terrific, and now. So what is the update on uh, Carlos Rodon? Is he, is, is he coming back as, as soon as this Friday? I mean, when can Yankee fans expect to see him uh, pitching for the big league club? Buy tickets for Friday, Yankee fans. That's the game, um, okay. C- Carlos Rodon at Yankee Stadium on Friday. The Yankees need to find a pitcher for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, 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 it's likely going to be Randy Vasquez or uh, Johnny Frito, mm-hmm. but... Um, starting on Friday will allow Rodon to pitch on an extra day's rest. So it just lines up that, that, that will be the day for him. And look, he's ready to go. He's raring to go. Uh, he wants to get out there. I've talked to in the last few days, several, you know, uh, both of his high school coaches, uh, the, the guy who caught him in high school, uh, his catcher in high school. And they've just told me about how he's really like chomping at the bit to get out there, how he wants to prove that, you know, he's worth every dollar that the Yankees have given him. You know, at this point when you've made the money he has and when you have the money coming to him that he has coming to him, it's really all about your personality and whether you, you really want to get after it still. And uh, I've just heard story after story about how competitive he is going back to his high school days. And, one more fun thought for Yankee fans is often you'll look at a starting pitcher and you'll say, man, I hope he doesn't run out of gas toward the end of the right, year. Right. Well, I mean, you're not going to have that issue with Carlos Rodon, right? Mm-hmm. If anything, if anything, you're looking at, man, like really hitting your high gear uh, come late September, early October when, when the playoffs would be uh, set to begin, you know, in that month of October. So that's that's one thing Yankees fans can look forward to uh, is Carlos Rodon and uh, and him just shoving with that you know I'm not going to call it a ridiculous mustache but with that mustache <laughs> uh, uh, for, for the for the second half talking to Brendan Cuddy of the Athletic about the Yankees and yeah on the plus side All Star now we can say Garrett Cole. Uh, Cy Young candidate, uh, Garrett Cole. And if you had a, you know, to your point, a healthy Carlos Rodon who's not been taxed with 30 starts, um, 
if that's headlining, uh, and you're certainly hoping that Nestor Cortez Jr. gets back and returns to form. Um, but so let's go to, you know, for thinking ahead and looking at this Yankee pitching staff, because we'll get back to the offense in a moment. Um, what What's going on with um, Luis Severino? And should Yankee fans be concerned at all with the way he's been pitching? Absolutely. Even Severino himself said that his entire season has been concerning. Look, this is a guy who, you know, you hate to say it because uh, Luis is, is one of the guys I've, co- I've enjoyed covering the most in my career. My first year covering the Yankees is 2014. He comes up in 2015. He's a dynamo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he reaches the heights of uh, All-Star in 17 and 18. And then since then, it's been a drought. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's flashes here and there, but he's never really able to sustain it. And even he, after his last start on Saturday, said, my entire season's been concerning. And if he's saying that, and by the way, Luis is as blunt and as straightforward as it comes. So Yankee fans, when he says that, don't kill him for that. We ask for our athletes to be honest with us. Um, so he's being honest. But... I think you'd have to be worried about Severino. His fastball was down, which didn't seem like a huge topic of conversation after last game. It was like down a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's not, he's, he doesn't seem to have trust in that slider. It's funny with Severino. There'll be years where he's got all three of his pitches. There'll be years where he's a fastball slider guy, and he just completely forgets about his changeup. And then they'll have years like this year where it's almost like he's abandoning his slider and his changeup is his best pitch. And coming up to the minors, by the way, his changeup is his best pitch. So it's it's when he's got all three working, you're looking at a guy who's ace level. Um, but it's unfortunate, you know, you haven't really seen it since 2018, and you can't bank on it now, which is why I think the Yankees at the trade deadline need to go try to grab, you know, a mid-rotation upper-end starter. Uh, just because of the injury concerns with Rodon, Severino, Nestor, you can't bank on Frankie Montas giving you anything. Uh, Clark Schmidt has been great, but you know, you know, you don't, you don't. He doesn't have a track record there. Domingo Herman has been up and down. Uh, I think you got to worry about uh, Luis Severino. When you're thinking about the kind of starter that the Yankees should go after, are you thinking about a player like a Jordan Montgomery, hypothetically, or are you thinking about somebody who's even you know better than that? Well, so it's, it's interesting you bring up Jordan Montgomery. Um, Jordan Montgomery is a, a left-hander who, who would uh, work well in Yankee Stadium. Um, hypothetically. And Yankees, <laughs> yeah, and the Yankees, the Yankees have this center fielder whose uh, who contract is expiring uh-huh. uh, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, speedy guy uh, probably really would help out the Cardinals offense mm-hmm. uh, named Harrison Bader. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do a, do a, do a flip to those two. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. Uh, but, you know, I, I would think you have to aim a little bit higher, mm-hmm. right? Because... I mean, Gary, it's Garrett Cole and, and, and cross your fingers at this point. Uh, you know, you don't know what Nestor Cortez is going to be when he comes back. You hope that he's Nestor, but he's having a hard time three times through the lineup. You wonder if that's pitch clock related. You know, uh, Luis Severino's having a hard time through any time through the lineup. Um, so, yeah, I think you've you got to aim higher. Here's the problem. 
the Yankees don't really have the prospects to compete at that level if they want to trade him away. The Yankees have traded away all their mid-level guys the last few years, mm-hmm. and the system, you know, through some of the uh, evaluators I talked to, it's a little bit like guys who who have been on the hype machine, and then guys who are 16, 17, 18 years old over their complex who are like lottery tickets. So who who do the Yankees trade to go get that big arm? I, I don't know that they have. Uh, I don't know if they have the the depth to do it. Yeah, and then of course there you know there is the hole in the the hole in the offense and this offense you know as I said they've been you know you're hoping you're going to get Aaron Judge back at some point but if that is August. Can you wait around until then for another bat when you're watching what DJ LeMahieu, Josh uh, Donaldson, and, you know, God bless them, but you've been counting on the Bowers or um, you're rolling out Cabrera out there, that you are a bat short. And so as you would approach the trade deadline and even over the uh, next couple of weeks be looking um, – from everything you just said, are you, if you don't have a lot of prospects, are you prioritizing a bat or are you prioritizing a, a starter? Uh, you're prioritizing a bat. Mm-hmm. That's because, what I was expecting. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that impacts your offense every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, maybe Billy McKinney is legit, right? Maybe Jake Bowers is legit. I hear um, more more talk around the Yankees that they really believe that Jake Bowers is the real deal with the swing changes he's made and with the contact he's making. Um, but that might not dissuade them from uh, trying to go get a, a, a bat somewhere. And I don't even necessarily think that it needs to be a left field bat. Uh, even though left field has been such a black hole for the Yankees this year, mm-hmm. I think it's just got to be a lefty hitter. Um, the Orioles are coming to town today. Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, today. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, <laughs> they, they have they uh, have this guy named this Hicks. Left, yeah, this left fielder. <laughs> uh, he's a switch hitter. He's, uh-huh. been, he's been playing pretty well lately. They they just signed him uh, off of a DFA. I don't know who cut him. Um, but you yeah, know, he's got a one. I was just reading like this. That. Yeah, I was just reading this out before. Is Aaron Hicks? A 141 OPS plus in his 25 games with the Orioles this season. A 48 OPS plus with the Yankees in 28 games this season. Go look at Joey Gallo. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at Sonny Graves. <laughs> you want to keep doing that? I know. Well, the funny thing, though, with, with Hicks, at least, is that Unlike like Gallo and Sonny Gray never were good as Yankees. Hicks, at least at first, was not scared of the market and was okay here. So you you didn't think it was that, but once it turned, it you know obviously with with Hicks it went south. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think they have to go get a bat. Another one on the offense and some of these aging players. Um, have you spoken to any? scouts from opposing teams or I don't know, um, you know, some of your contacts about DJ LeMahieu. And is this, he's about to turn 35 
in about 10 days. Is this just, you know, we see it from time to time. Sometimes baseball is a very hard game. It's just baseball sometimes. And somebody can have a down year. Or is this simply a player who has gotten older and is on the downside and he just looks done? Well, look, I turned 36 almost 10 days ago myself. <laughs> Are so you done? If, I, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm washed up and on the downside uh-huh. and just done, um, you know what? I would agree with all those assessments. Uh, but when it comes to DJ Mayhew, look, uh, here's what I keep coming back to with DJ Mayhew. The first half of last year, DJ Mayhew was DJ Mayhew. He was a monster. He looked great. And then what happened? Lori, what happened in the second half last year? What happened to, uh, DJ. To, to DJ? He got hurt. The toe. Yeah. The toe. So the toe tanks his season. Right. Off season, no surgery. Mm-hmm. Goes into the spring, says he feels fine. Goes into April, says he feels fine. Looks really good in April. And then in May, in June, and now in July, he's in the tank again. Um, DJ LeMay, he was not the kind of guy who just, like, loses his swing. Um, I don't think he's the kind of guy who, who ages poorly. That's kind of what the Yankees are betting on, right? Uh, he wasn't some kind of big power threat. He was some guy who just knew his swing and hit line drive. They, they banked on that aging well. I think it's the toe. Do I, can I, do I know that for sure? No. Uh, is, is DJ, according to everyone inside the Yankees, telling everyone inside the Yankees that his toe feels fine? Yes. He tells them that he's good. But, you know, you, you remember during the homestand, the last homestand, when he had a couple of bats where he fell to his leg, you know, where he fell to his knee. Mm-hmm. And last season, he was having trouble turning and planting and twisting on that back foot. That back foot is where his toe injury is, that right foot. I'm not a doctor. And again, he's telling everyone he's healthy. But my guess is that it's a toe. My guess is that there's some kind of restriction there. And this is why he's not DJ Mayhew. But I don't know that definitively. And. You know, uh, as long as he's still playing a high-level defense, I mean, you got to keep him around because the other Yankees players are going down like flies. Oh yeah, I'm not saying cut him. I'm, but oh no, but 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 in terms of looking for upgrades, um, I don't, I don't mean cut him either, Lori. But I mean, like, don't even phantom DL him, right? Because you Mm -hmm. you need you need the body. Yeah. Um. I got another one here from Twitter. AJ wants to know from you that. is there anything to be done or how concerned would you be about the fall off offensively from the catching position? Um, You know, are the Yankees concerned about that versus last year? I think that the Yankees have enough issues everywhere else to say like, man, you know, uh, we just had a catcher who caught a guy through a perfect game. Yep. Um, You know, Trevino is still one of the best defensive catchers in the league. Yes, they would prefer more offense out of the catcher, but it looks like Trevino has, I'm not going to say lost his starting job. He hasn't, but he's definitely seeded more games 
the Kayagashioka to where it's almost a 50 a mm-hmm. 50-50 split at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what the Yankees are going to roll with. They're going to look at DJ LeMayhew, John Carlos Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, Josh Donaldson, and say, hey, look, we can't worry about you guys and worry about the catching position, too. You guys got to figure it out. So as, as long as the Yankees are getting what they're getting defensively from Higgy, from Trevino, I, I don't – they're not going to make a change. It's not going to happen. But, but I don't think that they're seeing the catching position as a problem. All right, last uh... – well, I've got one more and then a quick one on the Orioles um, to finish up. So the last one that I've been asked and curious what you think. Um, on Stanton, have uh, on Giancarlo Stanton, have some Yankee fans who have said, at this point, why not just put him out there in the outfield and let him play outfield, even at the risk of him being injured? When you look at how bad the production has been at DH, um, why not just trot him out there in the in the outfield? And because he's the kind of guy who, if he's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt anyway. So you're not going to like this answer, and I don't love it either. But um, you know, a lot of fans say, "Well, it can't be any worse than what he's already doing." <laughs> or they'll look at Anthony Volpe and be like, "Well, call up call up Peraza. It can't be any worse." No, it can. It can be worse. He's batting one ninety five. It could be worse, <laughs> right? I don't know. It could be worse. So what I'm trying to say is, look, the Yankees think that they're protecting Giancarlo and his lower body by having him, having him at DH as often as possible while also sprinkling in outfield. Um, I tried to speak recently about with Giancarlo about that, mm-hmm. about playing the outfield more, and he was very respectful. Uh, I get along with Giancarlo. He said, listen, I feel like we've exhausted this topic. Uh, I don't really want to get into this. So we didn't, we didn't talk about it. Um, so nothing's new on that front. On him saying, you know, mm-hmm. he feels better offensively when he's playing defense. Um, but there's got to be a disconnect there, right? Because if the Yankees aren't letting him do it, but he's saying, I want to do it. How many times have we seen the Yankees seed to just let a player do what the player thinks he should do? We see it often. Mm-hmm. Um so there's got to be a, a chasm there. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I say, yeah, go let John Carlo play the outfield, and and maybe he holds up. But it could always be worse. Maybe he doesn't hold up. No, but and, and also you don't want to like throw a guy out there and say he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. But that's a terrible idea. What a what a what a good hitter John Carlo Stanton has been in the playoffs for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You can't just like throw him out there and say. Well, if he's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt, and then lose him in late August, and and, and not have him for when, you know, you're, you're facing the best of the best in the playoffs. Yeah, I just think there's some Yankee fans who are looking at how this team is playing without Judge and the lack of offensive production, and starting to get a little worried. Of, you know, right now they are tied for second and third wild card spot with the Astros, but. You know, not that there are a ton of other great teams. There are not, but I don't know. Toronto, a game and a half back of that. And, you know, some Yankee fans wondering are they even going to be a wild card team by the time Judge well, gets back? Well, Lori, really briefly, and I know you wanted to move on to something else, but Yankee fans and fans in general are not used to having these extra playoff spots, right? 
So when they look at the records and they look at the productivity at this point in the season, understandably, their heart's in their throat. They're saying, holy crap, what's going on here? But if you look at it, yeah, the Yankees aren't playing well right now. They just went 3-3 three and three in a West Coast trip against the Cardinals, the A's. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. But they're still in the playoff picture and like very much in the playoff picture and in the actual playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So, so what they're banking on is Rodon, Nestor, Judge, and then improved performance from their veterans who are sucking lately. Um, and, and saying, hey, we're going to be okay. And I understand baseball fans aren't used to that because, like, it's weird having an extra two playoff spots <laughs> and having that safety net. So, so I, think, I think it's going to take an adjustment uh, for, for fans to get used to that. All right, so last one here is um, the Yankees are about to face a young Orioles team. They're four back of the of this, you know, now surging up and coming Baltimore Orioles team. What are you looking forward to? What will you be watching for in this series against the Orioles? So the Orioles, they have this left fielder um, who you know is a switch hitter. Um, you know, you go there a, again. I mean, I mean, what else are you watching? You're watching Adelaide Rutschman, the the, the catcher, who yeah. never had a chance, who never had a chance to to, to draft. Um, you know, Yanir uh, Cano, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, uh, lights out uh, reliever. Uh, just just an offense that seems to produce. Uh, they have this shortstop. I'm not sure if you know, uh, really speedy guy. <laughs> um, uh, steals a lot of bases. Um, Jorge Mateo. I don't know if the Yankees fans are familiar with him, um, former Yankees prospect. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of things to watch there. But really, no, it's going to be the Aaron Hicks series, right? Because mm-hmm. because look, 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 Aaron Hicks. I'm telling you guys, Aaron Hicks wasn't scared or worried about Yankee Stadium or playing for the Yankees. Uh, injuries really, really uh, took the wind out of his tail uh, in 2019, 2020, you know, 2018, 2019, 2021. Um, and then he was at such a deficit at that point with fans who were looking at his contract and saying, what the hell are we paying for? They're booing him every second he's out there. And by the way, Yankees fans look for a new, you know, a new target whenever someone leaves. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Josh Donaldson this series. Yeah. So, I mean, so so just watch. It's going to be Aaron Hicks getting it, just like old times, and then Josh Donaldson getting it too if, he, if he's not hitting. Because Yankees fans just can't wait to pounce on the next guy. Yeah, it's unless he's really pitching. Unless he's pitching. Dynamic. Donaldson. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird <laughs> dynamic, Lori. It's a weird thing, man. It's only the last two years where I've seen Yankees fans really just hone in on one of their own and just beat him to a pulp until he's gone. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, um, Brendan Cuddy from The Athletic does a fantastic job covering the team. You should be following him if you are not. Uh, BK, appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you soon. Lori, thank you for having me. Have a good night. All right. Uh, phone lines are open, 877-337-6666. Yankee fans, there was a lot to digest uh, there, like a fine wine. We're going to let it breathe a little and dive into some of those topics. And then, Mets fans, by the way, your team, 
horrific in in June, but suddenly two and zero in July. Um, is that too small a sample size for you to climb back into the land of believing, or is it going to take way, way more from the New York Mets? Uh, coming up at 1 a.m. after the update, by the way, Anthony Reber from Newsday was out there at City Field. He's going to join me. Uh, your calls plus your tweets, all of that coming up. Keep it tuned here. We'll be right back. 